John Martin, Chief Technology Officer, Measure Protocol. That's right. Thanks for being on the Happy Market Research Podcast today. My pleasure, today. my pleasure. So we are at the WIRE event, mm -hmm. part of, uh, connected to the IIEX Austin events. What are your thoughts so far regarding IIEX? I mean, it's fantastic. To be honest, I haven't been there yet today. Oh, I flew <laughs> you just in. got in. Um, but I was just checking my um, Bizabo app, trying to pick out all of the... Connections. Yeah, and, and, and all of the sessions tomorrow that, that I'm going to go to. It looks like there's a bunch of System 1 stuff, which is super interesting, a bunch of big data stuff, which is interesting. So yeah, it's a really good lineup this year. CTO of Measure Protocol. Tell me a little bit about Measure Protocol. What do you guys do? So we're um, doing sampling on the blockchain. So we started life uh, about 18 months ago, um, right... I guess at the height of, of blockchain madness, of ICO madness, um, and started working on this idea that we just couldn't run away from. You know, two out of the three of us founders had a background in market research, um, had worked at Comscore and Kantar, and um, had had another startup, which was a market research startup that we'd, we'd exited a while ago. And the deeper we got into blockchain, the more we just could not run away from how perfect a fit we thought that it was for this one particular use case that we knew so much about given our history. And so we've been sort of um, digging away at it for the past 18 months. Your executive team, Ben, is that right? Uh, Owen and Owen. Paul. Paul, right. Yeah. Owen and Paul. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, and you guys have had a successful exit, which is really unique, um, especially in the context of blockchain. So very early stages of that whole technology. What are you seeing as a central role or the, even the, more specifically, the practical role of blockchain in market research? Like what is the problem that it's solving? Right. So I, I think it's going to end up coming on in two different phases. When I think about what we're doing, which is just quite literally putting sampling on the blockchain. So instead of a sample provider being in the middle of a researcher and a population of respondents, there's software on a blockchain, um, which is not to say that we're um, disintermediating all of the sample companies, right? It's just to say that from a technical perspective, this stuff is possible to be done in software alone. Um, but when I think about what we're doing, there's sort of three buckets of benefits, transparency, privacy, and economics. And I think with the current state of the cryptocurrency market, the economics argument is somewhat off the table, right? There's this sort of really interesting, idealistic, um, futuristic business models that are possible when you have a cryptocurrency in the middle of these in these things where users become to a certain extent shareholders of what you're building which is super interesting and can sort of inspire all of these accelerating positive feedback loops um, but because of the crypto markets now that's that's not as easily possible to get off the ground um, but um, it certainly should be possible in the future what we focus on today is privacy and transparency so it really it forces us to build essentially a sample company that um, is private by design and is, you know, essentially has a sort of 24 seven, 365 day a year audit on what we're doing. So um, buyers of data and, and respondents can all see the, the provenance of offers, can see payments go through, can see um, the validity or not of data that's being claimed on the network and so on and so forth. I would have thought that security would have been an element, you know, part of the yeah, stool. I guess I, I bucket that under privacy. So Got in it. fact, my talk tomorrow is is about the privacy aspect, and one of the somewhat surprising consequences of trying to build this stuff out on a blockchain protocol is that you have nowhere to put 
respondent data, not the data that they're entering in surveys necessarily, but you know, when we're doing sampling, when we're running research, all day long we're sort of collecting and curating and, and digging through demographic profile data, which is incredibly sensitive, and it's not at all the type of data that you want to put on a public immutable database, right? So you end up doing away with a respondent database. There's no respondent database. And what we've done in our particular example is push profile data out to the edges of the network. So respondents have all of their profile data on their devices. And then the challenge in building this business becomes, all right, if you don't have a respondent database, how do you run feasibility on a study? How, how do you know what the composition of the network is? How do you filter somebody into a particular um, uh, study? So um, we sort of come up with these um, baskets of cryptographic techniques to try to, um, to to fish that information out, but in a in, in a way where um, we we as the the um, service provider in the middle have no um, no access to the actual data itself. So it's sort of privacy by design. You, you you almost don't have to worry about security because there's nothing to secure. You keep all of the sensitive stuff off the blockchain. The pilot project. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. How did that work? So. I guess starting at the beginning of the year, we gathered together about a dozen um, clients and um, sample providers and research agencies and um, uh, pulled a whole bunch of projects from them, um, cobbled together several hundred um, uh, users on the system, um, the system which was really fresh out of the oven. We'd kind of just baked this thing and, and released it to the world. Um, and we, we set the thing running and there was really three things that we were trying to do. The first one was just a technological smoke test. Does this thing work? Does it do the things that we claim? The second one was an um, education for our clients, for these agencies and, and, and for the brands to try to, um, because it's a, it's a difficult thing to explain, the, this sort of n notion of privacy, of not having a respondent database, this notion of transparency. It's sort of, it's, it's a difficult thing for somebody to just sit down and, and intuit based on um, reading it from a paper or hearing it from somebody like me. So what we were doing was we, we said, look, let's just run a bunch of studies for you guys and we'll, we'll come in and we'll show you what you get out of this, right? And, and we'll show you all of the new types of data and we'll sort of il illustrate to you what lives on the blockchain, what lives off the blockchain and, and why that might be beneficial. And then the third part of it was just to do research on research, was to see how users re respond to this stuff, um, which was, I mean, it warms my heart. It was bloody good. Like the users were very, very engaged. Um, and I don't know, you know, we, we always think about privacy as being a, a hygiene factor rather than a motivating factor. You know, it, it, it doesn't get people to show up, but it might get them to be more active and to hang around longer than they would have otherwise. Um, and so, um, you know, it's hard to say anything definitively just yet, and we're going to publish our, our results in the coming weeks, but there was certainly nothing dispositive in what, in what we did. So, really, really encouraging. And, and, and we've turned that into um, real customers and real partners right now, which we're just lighting up on the network. That's beautiful. Uh, so two things. One, like how do you guys get paid? Is it, are you, where do you fit from a dollar perspective? Is it an existing dollar that's been budgeted by the customer for that particular sample or is it a new dollar? Yeah, so today it's, it's probably coming out of two existing budgets. It's, it's coming out of the sample budget. I mean, we're, we're taking a technology fee today uh, for each. Um, sort of analogous to the marketplace fees? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then the other bucket that, it's that it seems to be coming out of so far is the fraud bucket, right? We have um, what I think is a quite um, rigorous, interesting story about fraud and about um, 
validating people's um, sure. claimed profile. And so, uh, you know, I think more and more we're going to go up against um, the the companies that are sort of taking 50 cents or a dollar off every complete to run fingerprinting and and so on. Um, yeah. I mean, that's not a threat. That's just my prediction. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think we have a very good story about fraud for several for several different reasons. And I think, you know, there's just a lot of survey fraud on web surveys and there companies was a, are spending a lot of money There was a, a presentation that was given a couple of weeks ago and uh, by Procter & Gamble. And um, she said that they had done some root cause analysis of some research failures. And it boiled down to fraud at the respondent level. And when they looked under the hood, it was approximately 30%. Yeah. Um, another great example is a, a, a friend of mine did a study um, with, I I'd probably even shouldn't say too much about it, but anyway, it, it worked out where um, they asked a, a red herring question, what is one plus one plus four, of, and it was a pick list of six answer choices of which 48% of the people got it right, which is not great. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> but anyways, um, you're always going to get some level of error in, in data. It just seems like it shouldn't be over you know half of... Um, Half of the sample. Well, right. I mean, it's exciting work that you guys are doing. So congratulations on that. And I'm Thank looking you, forward to your talk tomorrow. Cheers. Um, if someone wants to get in contact with you, how would they do that? Uh, measureprotocol.com. And I'm on Twitter at John M. Perfect. You got to join our Twitter chat. So MRX. I see it. I see it yeah. every, every other week. Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. So jump on there. It'd be a great way for other we'll people do. to we'll be able to get in contact with you. And of course, we'll include this in the show notes. Thanks for being on the Happy Market Research Podcast. And I hope you enjoy the wire event. This Thank evening. you, mate. You too.